Welcome to Reflections from the Heart, presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. Reflections from the Heart is an outreach of Gospel Reflection, a family ministry of Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. For the next 30 minutes, please join us as we break open the bread of life in the Gospel reading for this Sunday's Mass, as we invite the same Holy Spirit who inspired the biblical writers to inspire us today. And now, here is your host with Reflections from the Heart. Welcome everyone to another session of Reflections from the Heart. My name is David Abel. Today I'm joined by Tom DeAngelis, Rob Longo, Damon Owen. Welcome one and all. Good to be here, Thanks, brother. Yes. Awesome, yes. awesome, awesome. If everybody would take a moment and get their Bibles. We're going to turn to the Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 22 through 30. But before we break open the bread of life to see how the Lord wants to speak to us each today, Rob, do you mind inviting the Holy Spirit into our hearts to help us to see what we're to see and hear what we're to hear? I would love to. In the name of the Father, Father Son, Son, Holy Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 Heavenly Father, thank you for your love. Thank you for this moment. Thank you for the gift of summer. And as summer winds down, Lord, help us to to treasure the moments with our family and with our friends uh, and ultimately our moments with you. Help us to be open to experiencing your goodness, your truth, your beauty in these uh, remaining summer moments. Lord, as we break open your word, please, please speak to us. Please be with all those who are listening. Hold them in the palm of your hands. Be with us here in the studio. And please prepare our hearts to receive what you have to say to us and give us the courage to live the gospel in every aspect of life. And we pray all this in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Father, Son, Son Holy Spirit. Spirit. Amen. 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 And Damon, do you mind giving us a little gospel love? Oh, I'd love to. Gospel of Luke, chapter 13, verses 22 through 30. Jesus passed through towns and villages, teaching as he went, and making his way to Jerusalem. Someone asked him, Lord, will only a few people be saved? He answered them, Strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but will not be strong enough. After the master of the house has arisen and locked the door, then will you stand outside knocking and saying, Lord, open the door for us. He will say to you in reply, I do not know where you are from. And you will say, we ate and drank in your company and taught in your streets. Then he will say to you, I do not know where you are from. Depart from me, all you evildoers. And there will be wailing and grinding of teeth when you see Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, and all the prophets in the kingdom of God, and you yourselves cast out. And people will come from the east and the west, and from the north and the south, and will recline at table in the kingdom of God. For behold, some are last who will be first, and some are first who will be last. The Gospel of the Lord. Praise Praise to you, Lord Lord Jesus Jesus Christ. Christ. Lord, will only a few be saved? And I see the word saved, and I think of the scripture verse that when we try to save ourselves that's impossible for without god it's not possible but with god all things are possible and it says it right here strive to enter through the narrow gate i tell you many will attempt to enter but not be strong enough when we try and do it on our own strength our own volition look at all the good works i've done you know i'm doing this i'm doing this i'm doing this i'm doing this stop stop you're not going to make it on your own. It's only in the surrender 
It's not I that did it, Lord. It's you that chose to do it in me, with me, through me. The pathway to heaven is paved with the stepping stones of humility. You didn't do the work. You didn't do the good works. You didn't save yourself. God did it all. All things are possible with God. It's this in the surrender that we're victorious. It's in the surrender and the humility that we gain the entrance. That to me is so key because we're in our human, broken human nature. We, we think we got to do it at all. We have to do it. The key word here is strive. We have to be participants in a call to action to break free from those things which we are declared evildoers that we do. When we choose sin over the Lord, we'd ask him for that grace, that mercy, to set us free from those addictions, to, to, to help us be all he created us to be, that we can be these pure lights in the world, these invitations to the eternal banquet that's spoken of right here. Not I that did it, but you that did it. So man, this constant surrender to the Lord at work in our lives, this constant communion, communion with the Lord, and as Catholics, oh my goodness, we have such great gems and of the church, reconciliation, the sacrament that we can go to, confess our sins, be set free, be made clean, the Eucharist, where we can truly become what we consume, our Lord Jesus Christ in the Eucharist. We have so many gifts in the priests and the people God puts in our lives. Ladies and gentlemen, let us wake up and be who we're called to be so that someday we can all be reclined to that table for all eternity. Because I don't want to wake up at the end and be knocking on the outside and realize I had all these opportunities and never answered the call. Yeah, much more spiritual interpretation. Earlier in the week, we had a gospel reflection in one of their older gentlemen at the group said, you know, I'm a little puzzled by this first line up here about strive to enter through the narrow gate. For many, I tell you, will attempt to enter, but uh, will not be strong enough. And he said, does that mean like if you like a lot of people are going to be trying to jam in and you got to like <laughs> be strong enough to elbow your way out of the thing? And I said, well, geez, I wasn't sure it was that practical or literal, but uh, he's, he's a breath of fresh air. He reads the scriptures <laughs> like with that interpretation. He kind of knows it's not right, but it's like, but that what else could it be, you know? Like the narrow gate, well, then everybody's going to be jamming in, and you got to be able to push your way through there to get through. So I don't know. I remember the one and only time I went to, uh, to Israel in the Holy Land, and one of the uh, the doors there in Jerusalem was was the example for this. And, and uh, I, I don't – I'm not a student of this, but I remember it struck me how they describe the difference between the narrow and the wide gates, that the narrow gate is the one where you really can't bring anything with you. That's right. Right? Oh, the, yeah, yeah. The, literally, the lintels are low, and the door is n- narrow, as it says, and mm. to get through, you can't, you, you have to leave stuff out. And yeah. so my interpretation from that, similar to your friend there, uh, is, uh, you know, the strength is trying to bring everything with us, you know, that yeah. we think we need, or that we think qualified us to be here, or you know, all the accumulation of the, the honors and the, the self-creation that got us to this point. And we're not going to be strong enough to do that. I remember when also when I was a little kid, I could never understand that phrase, I do not know where you're from, yeah. right? And I'm sure there's some strange Hebrew idiom where that comes from, right? But I was like, just like why don't you just say, I don't know who you are, yeah. you know? I but I think there's something deeper here that not knowing where you're from, that there's a, that the kingdom of God being the person of Christ that Pope Benedict talked about in 
uh, that uh, knowing where you're from is about belonging to a family. It's about yeah. belonging. And not knowing where you're from speaks to this connection between uh, a member of the family and from somewhere else. So it's about the connection and the relationship as opposed to the accomplishment. So that as, as I'm studying the theology of the body and trying to find these ways of connecting in marriage and family and parenting and all the important things, that everything to me still comes back to that relationship, that to be part of a family is messy, it's ugly, it hurts, it's painful. It reveals all of our weaknesses and all of our pride and all of our sin. But in the end, um, when we accept being a son or a daughter, you cannot be unsunned. Mm. You cannot be undaughtered. <clears throat> That's beautiful. And, and Damon, as you're sharing that, actually all you guys, as you're sharing what you're sharing, um, I think I just experienced the first sandwiched homily. So I'm thinking of the homily that I just heard on Sunday, which was very appropriate for that Sunday's gospel. But now that we're unpacking this, his homily will be absolutely appropriate for what we're talking about now, because he, he, he started with, I guess we're almost here. And it was a Sunday evening mass. There's a lot of, a lot of kids there. I guess we're almost here. I'm not talking about the end of summer. I'm not talking about the start of school football season and everybody starts laughing and said when you go to a football game you can you know what team a person's rooting for mm. you know so like like you're saying damon you know where they're from mm. like you know like you know like they bleed eagles green you, right and in last week's gospel and even here jesus is saying we need to make a decision yep we need to make a decision and he and he gave us a challenge he said we need to be con we need to make this decision consciously, concretely, and intentionally, right? That we, and it's an act of the will. Yes, Lord, I want to be on your team. Jesus wants to hear from you and from me. He said that we want to be from him or <laughs> on his team. And then he says, concrete, you need to make some like, okay, now what does that mean? Right? What is that? Like, what are the actions striving? Like, how do I strive? Not to earn his love, not nope. to earn heaven, but like if someone sees me- To and, be an active participant. Yeah, and, and if someone sees me living my life, they know I'm on Jesus's team. Just like when we go to the game, you know what team a person's for. And then intentionally, okay, what am I gonna do each day? Right, what am I gonna do each day to, to create that relationship with our Lord, to further, you know, to further solidify that relationship of where I'm from, of whose team I'm on and, you know, that team being our Lord. So there was a sandwich homily that, that, you know, his homily would be, it was awesome <laughs> for last Sunday. And I think it'd be really good this Sunday too. So yeah, that was a, that was, that's a, this is a treat unpacking this. It isn't true. We also know our accents when you're from, I was, yeah. you're saying that I was like, you know, we talk a certain way, you know, scriptures come to, come to mind or situations or just the way we describe something worldview. And you know where somebody's from because they'll use a, you know, they talk about the water. Yeah, <laughs> wood, it's the wood ice. You know, so, oh, I know where you're from. I, I can tell your accent, right? That or is pop, pop. Yeah. Instead of soda. There it is. There it is. Yeah, there it yeah. is. Right? Or if you're down south, everything's Coca-Cola. You mm -hmm. want a Coca-Cola? Mm -hmm. Would you like a Sprite? Or would you like, you know, and get your tennis shoes? Tennis shoes. Teenagers. There it is. Yeah. We use a certain vocabulary, right? We certainly use a certain worldview. So I think being from somewhere just reveals identity. Well, right? and that goes back to what Rob <clears throat> shared: is this claiming your identity? Because it's seek ye first the kingdom of God. Recognize that we're only sojourners here on this earth. Recognize that our ultimate home is heaven. And that's where if we've claimed our identity in Christ, 
we've become those heirs of that sonship and that daughter, you know, daughter relationship with the father, he absolutely is going to recognize us. You know, so for here, I believe these people never made that choice. They made the choice of the world. In fact, you know, not be strong enough to your point, Tom, you can't muscle your way in. It's a nice steady line of traffic that's walking humbly on the pathway of choices that they made in humility through the grace of God, through Christ doing the work in us, with us, and through us, that we gain entry, nothing we did on our own. So for me, this, this, this is really a challenge to daily, daily pick up my cross, deny myself, follow him, and make the right choices. Because, man, at the end of the day, I do not want to be on the outside <laughs> knocking on that locked door that's not going to be open. But the, going, I wish I would have. But the wailing and grinding of Ooh. teeth on that side of the door, right? So yeah. I know that's like some reference probably you know, to perdition and hell. And the, but to be wailing and grinding of teeth is not just disappointed, right? That's not even just yeah. making your case. It, it, when you, we grind our teeth, there's, there's either real anger, like rage, or there's pain. Mm. That's when we go, Ugh! You know, the, the wailing. Oh. So there's something that's deeply visceral, like right in us. That's like this, this, this is painful, you know, whether psychically, psycho, psychically, you know, in the mind of mm-hmm. thinking what we've lost or physically like this is, but it's not going to be a, oh, well, <laughs> I'll yeah. go make my own. Mm-hmm. It was yeah. interesting in a gospel reflection earlier this week, a man asked the question, very good question. He said, well, he said, I got to ask the question, am I saved? Or aren't I? Where's that in scripture? Mm. That's a big question. Big time. And so the Lord put on my heart to share with him a story that St. Paul said. St. Paul talks about running the race, staying in the race, finishing the race. Mm. That's where we say our yes to the invitation of our Lord Jesus Christ. And then every day we make that choice to grow closer in that divine intimacy with the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. We stay in the race. We don't let despair grab us and pull us out and yank us to the sideline or or take us out at the knees. If we fall, we let the Lord pick us back up and we repent of our sins, dust us off, and stay in the race. Trust in God's mercy. Trust in God to the very end. I really think that's where Paint St. Paul, when he says about even he had that question in his mind, am I going to finish the race? But ultimately he did. Well, that's our calling. Stay in the game. Stay in the race daily. Make those choices daily to continue to allow the Father to perfect his Son in you. We're called to be perfect. We're all called to be holy. The only way that can happen is if the Lord Jesus Christ is continually perfected in us. So say your yes daily. Get to the sacraments, daily mass. Get to reconciliation. Receive the Eucharist. We are what we eat. Consume the Lord. Let him continually live in us, with us, and through us. And watch how God will use you as the world changer he created you to be. Mm-hmm. I, I got a call this, during, during this week from someone, um, and she said that her, her spouse had been unfaithful. Mm-hmm. And she was just reaching out and... Uh, Will you talk to him? And I said, absolutely. I won't call him, but you can give him my number. And if he wants to call me, he can. Absolutely. So I said, let's put the ball in his court. So that, you know, later that, you know, within within the hour, he called and uh, seemed to 
you know, have, have contrition. But then it was uh, in the conversation, he, he backed away from God. A tragedy happened and he just said, you know what, I'm done for now. Um, put it in neutral maybe. And, and I said, look, you know, I said, there's, you know, there's no neutral. Like you, you, you weren't engaged in your faith. You weren't engaged in your relationship with God. How did that work out for you? He's like, I, I, I can't believe I'm having this conversation. I can't believe I did what I did. Um, I said, first and foremost, you need to get right with God. Uh, and he hadn't been to confession in years, 15 years. I said, you got to, I said, tomorrow, you got to go to confession. You have to get right with God. If you want to try to get right with your wife, you have to get right with God first. And we walked through. He said, how do you go to confession? I don't, I don't, even, I don't even remember. So we talked through it. And I said, do not, you know, do not pass go. Do not collect $200. Knock on every rectory door tomorrow until you can receive that. Mm-hmm. I said, mm-hmm. you know, said, there's no chance of you reconciling with your wife without the sacraments, the grace of the sacraments, right? Do that. And then as David was saying, I, I used armor. Um, adoration, right? not only do you need to receive his grace through confession, but you need to just let him change you from the inside out. You need to spend time sitting in front of him, even if you don't know what to say, even if you don't know what to do, he will change you from the inside out. So go to adoration, reconciliation, we talked about that, and mass, not only on Sunday, but every day if you can. You need to receive him. And then it says A-R-M-O, obedient, right? You have a call from God in your state in life as husband, as father, and you need to learn what that is. So I sent him some stuff that we have on fatherhood and you need to make the conscious decision to be obedient to God's will for you. And then we're spelling armor, A-R-M-O-U-R. So you, unity, you need to be, you need to be united with God, united with brothers and sisters in Christ, and then pray for that unity to return in your marriage. And then our rosary to the blessed mother that you've got to get close to her as well. Ask her to pray with you and for you. Pray the rosary every day and ask Mama Mary to, to accompany you. So there's no neutral. There is no putting, you know, just kind of drifting or, or coasting. It's either you're moving forward, we're moving forward closer in our relationship, or, or we're backsliding. There is absolutely no neutral. And, and no decision is, is a decision. Right? Like these guys here, they might not have ever said, no, I don't want to follow you. Right? They didn't, maybe, maybe they didn't say no they didn't make a decision. So I don't know. I don't know if I'm off base with that one, but to me, it seems like no decision is a decision. Well, I think there's a good book I read. It's called the revelation. <laughs> and there's a line in there that says, uh, be hot or cold. Cause if you're lukewarm, I'm going to spit you out of my mouth. That's the word of God that spoke those words. If you're lukewarm, if you're just, Oh, you know what? I know about Jesus it says it right here. You knew him. Oh, yeah. I've heard him teach. Yeah. It says it right there. Yeah, 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 I know, I know, I know, I know. But you fail to act on that knowledge? That's the Lord has been inviting you. Count how many churches you pass in a day. Do you go to one each day? Count how many stations you go past on a, on a television of people that are preaching and telling about the Word of God. How many times did God bring people into your lives to deliver a message, a spiritual message, and you ignore it? You know, someday, and it could be today, and it could be tomorrow, the Lord's going to say, it's your time. And you don't want to be on the outside knocking on that door. Say, whoa, 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 no, wait, whoa, 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 whoa. I heard all these things. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I didn't change my ways. You know, I still had my addictions. 
but but I was going to. It's too late. It's not a second chance. It's too late. That invitation by the Lord, who is always wooing us. I just went through this with a friend of mine, you know, where he fell, he lost his job over a situation due to addiction to pornography, you know, and, and wasn't free from it. You know, and he, he happened to meet with me and, and I said, well, let me ask you a question. Do you have any pornography in your home? Oh, yeah, it's up above my ceiling, above my ceiling. He said, you know, he said, but I don't look at it. I haven't looked at it in a long time. I said, why didn't you throw it out? Yeah. Well, he said, I don't look at it. It's just up there. He said, I told my son that if I die, just throw it out. I, he said, I don't look at it. I said, so <laughs> your legacy to your sons and grandchildren mm. when their father and grandfather dies is going to be when they find these pornographic movies mm, mm. in your ceiling and that's what they're going to remember. I said, so my call to action for you, my friend is God has invited you to get right in the sacrament of reconciliation. You were born and raised Catholic, get right. He's invited you back to mass. I said, and get rid of every portal the enemy has into in you, including those pieces of pornography that are hidden in your ceiling. So God has a sense of humor I get a text from him. He went up, got the got the pornography out, destroyed it, and found he had forgotten. He had hidden cash up there too, so he ends up finding all this like single dollar bills for his cash. Years. He had hidden up in his ceiling wow. that he forgot about, but he destroyed the pornography. So God does have a sense of humor. Wow. There's a reward in the yeah. response to the call to action. Right, right, right. But oh. ladies and gentlemen, it's not a joke mm-hmm. because when the Lord calls you evil doers. You know, if you think looking at pornography is okay, I'll give you a little ditty. It's like raping God's daughters or sons. It is adultery. It is lust. It is an evildoer's actions. Break free. Ask the Lord for the help. Get in a group like we have Integrity Restored. Get in a group. Get set free. God wants to change the world with you. Yeah, it's it's, um, really convicting Taking the scripture here, what you said earlier, uh, Dave, about being around Christ, right? Of being familiar, of saying, you know, I ate and drank with you, and you taught in our streets. Like I, I know what's up. I know you. You remember me? Yeah, <laughs> that was, yeah. I was, I was, and that familiarity in that case really breeding a contempt because it's n- without the conversion, right? So the familiarity doesn't bring conversion; it will bring contempt. You know, to make to turn a phrase. And it's not enough to know about him, right? The devil knows all about Jesus. He knows all the scriptures. He knows everything. But the demands are um, more frightening than the actual commitment. I think that's what we've all discovered in our constant conversions and in our our walk with the Lord, that um, the fear of the conversion is greater than the (laughs) actual, you know, difficulty of of walking with Christ, you know, walking through that narrow gate. And getting over sort of the vapor and the way the, the enemy whispers in is, oh, it's too hard. Oh. You don't have to do all of that. What do you? You're not a. You're not a saint. You're not a mystic. You're not one of those religious. You know, just do the go. best you're you saved. can. You're good just to do go. the, yeah, you're just good do the best go. you can. You're only human, right? That old phrase that <laughs> yeah, yeah. that's like an insult. Like you're only human. How about you know? What about the divinity in our humanity? Right? To be <laughs> yeah. directly created in the image and likeness of God. So even the phrases that are familiar get twisted and turned to keep us docile right mm-hmm. to keep us not in a, in a humility hum, uh, humble way but docile in a non-acting way in not making the decision as you spoke about rob and not doing what we know we're supposed to and what we really want so i think that the call here is not so much to to uh 
straighten up and fly right because Jesus is coming back. Look busy. You know, <laughs> but it's to recognize that what you've heard is not yours until you've made that decision to it. And we all need to hear that. We all yeah. need to be every morning to to convert and to begin again, because uh, even that major conversion from something as big as an addiction like pornography uh, of, uh, you know, anything is something that we have to experience once, but then realize that it's a practice to be able to do that conversion, not just every day, but in every moment yeah. to begin and begin yeah. again, to begin and begin again, because you fall and then you begin again. And that, that habit becomes what really saves us. Yeah, I was in a men's group in a, at an evangelical church close by. And in the small group, the one man said to me, you know, yeah, he battles pornography. Well, he said, he still battles pornography. He said, but he's good to go. He's saved. So it really, it really doesn't yeah. matter. <laughs> and I said, really? I said, may I help you with that? Because I always like to ask permission. He said, oh, absolutely. So I shared with him the reality of that pornography and the reality that if you think once saved, always saved, that's not biblical. You always have free will to walk away from the Lord. Nothing can take you out of the hand of God, but you can freely, free will, choose to walk out, and in which case, the scripture says, your name will be blotted out of the book of life. It was once there. Mm, mm. But it can mm -hmm. be blotted out based on your choices. So you've got to be so careful to think, because otherwise you've boiled the scriptures down to a single line. A sentence that says, I believe in Jesus Christ, I accept him, he's my Lord and Savior, I'm good to go, here we go. I'm good, I'm saved. No, no. Lord says, remain in my love. How do you do that? Obey my commandments. So for me, this 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 man was extremely confused. A year later, went back to the same group for our next you know, nine-month session, and he thanked me. Mm. He said, because of your challenge, I went to the Lord and asked for him mm. to help me break free. My marriage is better. My relationship with my children is better. I want to thank you for challenging me. Yeah. You see, we must be bold in our challenges. We can't be lukewarm. We must ask permission, but then give them scripture verses that challenge them that it's not okay. Yeah. It's not healthy. It's not you're good to go. It's not. And if, it's I, may, a, if I may just add just a, that because what's crucial is that when you met somebody who was uh, comfortable and they needed an affliction, they need the scriptures and the truth and the challenge in order to move from their comfort. But in the same, we've also known people who have been or very afflicted, especially in the pornography area, right? They know it's bad. They know it's hurting. They know all this. And they need comfort in order to move on. So one of the gifts of being pastoral is that truth, that scripture, that presence, yep. can I help you, is recognizing are they comfortable and needing affliction? Mm. Are they afflicted and needing comfort to move on? Awesome. Well, God bless each and every one of you. Let's get set free and let's set this world afire. With Amen. God's love. Bye-bye. Reflections from the Heart has been presented by Stewardship, a Mission of Faith. We hope that you've been blessed and encouraged as you listen to Reflections from the Heart. If so, please consider participating in a Gospel Reflection Group. For more information on locations and times of Gospel Reflection Groups, or how to start a Gospel Reflection group in your area, and to learn about all of the family of ministries, please visit our website at stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. Stewardship, a mission of faith, is a 501c3 nonprofit organization and depends on donations from people like you to make Reflections from the Heart possible. 
If you've enjoyed this broadcast, please prayerfully consider partnering with us by making a tax-deductible donation by visiting stewardshipmission.org or call us at 717-367-0100. On behalf of all of us at Stewardship, a mission of faith, thank you for listening. And until next time, may God bless, protect, and guide you on your journey home to Him.